What do you think shows the mettle of a man, his resiliency in the face of a demanding trial? Specifically, of all that's related to us of Jesus in the Gospels, what one episode portrays his mettle best? I'll give you my answer coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. I'm Patrick Conley, your host for this hour of spiritual direction ahead. Well, there are many events one could refer to in the Gospels that display the resiliency of Jesus, but the one that springs immediately to mind for me is his plea to God to forgive those who are actively crucifying him. Luke 23, verses 33 and 34 recounts, When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him and the criminals there, one on his right, the other on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. At the very moment of his body being tortured to the utmost extremity, Jesus somehow musters the strength to speak. And what does he say? Father, forgive. Offering forgiveness to another is always remarkable, but most notably so when it's done in the face of grave injustice by those who otherwise seem unrepentant. And Jesus' example, of course, was taken up by the likes of everyone from St. Stephen, the first martyr, to St. John Paul II himself, amongst many others. But forgiving another person is far from automatic. It takes intentionality, strength of will, and an all-out dedication to love. Yet it is so fundamental to the Christian life that Jesus hinged our reception of mercy and forgiveness directly to the measure with which we offer mercy and forgiveness. So, how do you become a person of deep forgiveness, to forgive as Jesus forgives? Forgiveness is our topic on The Inner Life today, and back with us to guide our discussion is Father Eric Nielsen. Father Eric is the administrator of, the, of four parishes of Janesville, Wisconsin, in the Diocese of Madison. Welcome back to the program, Father. Good to be with you. Hello, Patrick. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's been a couple of months since I've been on the show, so I'm very happy to be here today. Yeah, and it has been. Uh, you've got a. You're in New Digs now, too, down there in Janesville. How's that going? Yeah, after 17 years of being in campus ministry, I have parishioners now that are younger than 18 and older than 23. So that's kind of a <laughs> kind of a new experience for me. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, big new restructuring in the diocese here, taking four parishes in one city and removing them into one parish. Mm. So that's why I'm just the administrator this year. But then I'll eventually be the pastor of of one big parish for the whole city. And I just very beautiful people. I must say that, um, the greatest, there's a lot of beautiful things about being a priest. Mm. And for those young men out there that may be listening or thinking about being a priest, one of the, probably the best, you know, if you will side bennies of being a priest is you tend to work with the best people in the world. Just people that are uh, just committed to Christ and have a lot of love for his church. And, uh, it's just a very, it's a, it's a real blessing. And there's a lot of those people here in Janesville. Well, grateful for your ministry, your ongoing ministry, Father. And our prayers are with you as you, uh, as you continue you. this kind of Thank new venture here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Father, as you know, we're talking about forgiveness here on the show today and uh, many places we could start. But um, how about starting with uh, the, the why is forgiveness so important, so crucial 
that we even pray in the Our Father, right? Uh, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Why is it so centrally important? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, first you've got a human level and then on a spiritual level. You know, on a human level, if you can't forgive somebody, then that person's got a hold on your heart. And uh, it's, it's so when you're unforgiving of somebody else, it doesn't really hurt that person that much, but it really hurts you because you carry this bitterness and anger and resentment in your heart. You, you know, if that person's at the party, you, that suddenly you don't want to go to that party anymore. Um, every time you think of that person, you get angry. Um, and so just, you know, even if there was no God, just on a human level, you know, we'd want to be able to forgive or at least just, you know, let go, which is slightly different. Um, and then real forgiveness, um, just, you know, just letting go and for, forgetting, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But on a spiritual level, um, as, you know, Jesus pointed out to, to us directly, if we do not forgive our enemies, our Heavenly Father will not forgive us. And it, we, we have to be realistic. Everything we do is orientated towards our desire to love God and to be with God in heaven. And if I'm not forgiving of other people, that prohibits me from loving God and being with him in heaven. And that's where I want to be. You know, I want to be in heaven with God, loving him and loving the people in heaven. And that means I've got to get rid of any anger or resentment that I have towards others. Without that, without eliminating the anger and resentment of heaven, of other, of other people, you'll not enter into the heavenly kingdom. And you either have to do it here on earth or you're going to have to do it in purgatory. And it's a lot better to do it here on earth than it is to do in purgatory. And if sure. you don't do it sufficiently enough on earth, you will not even enter into purgatory. You, you, you know, you'll, you'll reject salvation completely. So uh, you, that's why it's, it's so important. And yeah. our Lord talks about it more than once. Right. There's just so much hinging on it. I mean, and as I was reflecting on it in preparation <laughs> for today's show, I mean, there's a direct link between forgiveness and love. Forgiveness is... Perhaps, maybe I would call it a hallmark of love, right? That we, not loving the other person because of some interior feeling that we have, but this is really the definition of of loving the other as other, you know, willing the good of the other as other, right? Yeah, I mean, it kind of proves your love. I mean, you yeah. can be a firefighter, but unless you actually go and put out a fire, you know, you don't know if you're a firefighter or not. You're just hanging out in the firehouse, you know, playing cards and, you know, cleaning up the fire the fire engine. But... You know, it's easy to love people that are coomly and um, are, are sweet to you and you get along with. And, you know, I mean, is that really love or then you don't really know. Am I really loving this person or is it just a strong emotional attachment because they're so nice to me? And it's not until somebody actually gets on your nerves um, and starts to do things you don't want that your your ability to love really starts to be tested and come forward. So if you will, forgiveness is in a certain sense the the proof of our love, and it is the um, part of the the weight training that we give to our heart so that our heart truly learns how to love. Right, and it's love of enemies um, particularly, and that's one of the things we can learn from Jesus' words on the cross, from the cross and saying, Father, forgive them. What else, Father, If as you just reflect on that particular passage, I mean, what, what are we learning about forgiveness when Jesus in this dire moment cries out for forgiveness for his executioners? Yeah, so what we learn from that, you know, first you just bring up a thing, loving your enemies. You can always say, test how much you love by, think of the person that's, that is um, your greatest enemy and how well do you love that person? Because that's the test of how deep, 
how deep your love is. Can you love yeah. that person who, who is your biggest enemy? You know, what we learned from our Lord Jesus is that, you know, it's like, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Well, they know exactly what they're doing. They're, they're nailing a guy to the cross, right? Um, but they don't know the depth of what they're doing. They, they don't know the evil of what they're doing. Um, and so we, we have to do that same thing with people that are hurting us. Yeah, they know they're hurting us. They might be hurting us on purpose. Exactly the way those guys, you know, crucifying Jesus, those, those Romans were trained to hurt that person. They just, those Roman soldiers weren't just like, okay, this is our job. You know, they were actually trained to make that as miserable as possible for a condemned prisoner. And, and so they were torturing him on purpose. And, but they didn't know why that was so evil. They didn't know the extent of that evil. And they didn't know the dignity of the person they were doing that to. And right. so the first thing we can learn from Jesus is to look beyond the superficial intention of what this person is doing. Realize, you know, they don't know what they're doing. They don't realize how much they're hurting their soul by hurting, by hurting me. They don't realize my dignity as a child of God. They don't realize how much God looks down on what they're doing. They, they just don't have any realization of that. And so, Father, forgive them, because if they really knew what they're doing, you know, they, they, they wouldn't do it. Um, and so we can, we can learn that from our Lord right there. And I think, secondly, while we're speaking, is that since uh, heaven, the only path to heaven is through Jesus Christ, and the only path to heaven, then, is through the cross of our Lord. You know, we believe that as Catholics. Yeah. And therefore, um, we're, we are going to experience that. We're, we are going to experience in life people that we have to forgive that have hurt us. We all have to have that experience. And our Lord's going to make sure of it that we experience that one way or the other. And so none of us should be shocked that there are people in our life that have hurt us that we have to forgive. You know, that's, that's the human experience. And, um, and, and we're going to have that by following our Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Our pre- spiritual director probably in greater spades. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true, true. Our spiritual director today, Father Eric Nielsen, as we're talking about forgiveness here on The Inner Life. Are you a forgiving person? Do you find it difficult to forgive? Do you have a story of forgiveness? Did someone forgive you for a past wrong? Perhaps you forgave someone else. We'd love to hear your stories and, and be inspired, be encouraged that this forgiveness uh, that Jesus demands of us is is possible and can be done. So give us a call, 888-914-9149. Tell us your story, 888-914-9149. Our email address here is innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, what would you say is the connection between receiving the Lord's forgiveness and then being able then in turn to offer forgiveness to others? Well, you know, there's that great um, story of the... Um of the unmerciful steward, you know, or our Lord Jesus, or, you know, he tells a parable of a, of a man that owed a huge debt to his, uh, you know, to the owner of the, of the estate there. And he, he begs forgiveness and the guy writes up all the debt. And, and then the, he comes and he finds uh, another man that owed him a much smaller amount and throttles him and throws him into prison until he pays the debt off. And when the fellow servants hear about this, they get upset and, you know, they go back to the owner of the estate and say, look, this is what this guy is doing now. And he calls them in and says, you know, how dare you? I, I, I released your entire debt, you know, and you wouldn't even forgive the smaller person. And so the, when we think of the sins that we've committed against our Lord Jesus, who gave us this beautiful world, and not only did he give us this beautiful world, but he created you. He made you. 
and he gave you an intellect and he gave you free will. And he gave you that intellect and that free will in order that you may contemplate beauty and do good. And how often have you misused that great gift that our Lord God has given you? Yet he forgives you that. I mean, you go in, it's, it's amazing. We go into the confessional and with kind of a half contrite heart, we say we're sorry for these sins. And, the, you know, and usually the priest gives us this amazingly heavy, heaven, heavily penance of like three Hail Marys or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and boom, we're done. You know, we're completely forgiven. Yet we just call the task other people just in such a brutal manner, the things that they offend us in very little ways. And, right. and what did we give these other people compared to what God has given us? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, there, there's the connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, it occurs to me that there's a there's a there's a requirement on our part then to, if we if we seek to be good forgivers of others that we need to recognize we need to take seriously the sacrament of reconciliation and we need to just bear our souls we need to understand how far it is that we have strayed from the Lord um, I think yeah, just based on your comments yeah you know it's interesting if you, you want to put these two things together but. You know, the people, you know, like if you ever meet like an, an alcoholic, a guy who's come back from alcoholism, uh-huh. I mean, they tend to be very forgiving people because they just know how much they've done and how much they've been forgiven. Yeah. And if you look at the saints, the saints were extremely cognizant of their sinfulness and of the great mercy that they received from God. And so one of the ways that you can become a much more forgiving person is, you know, you don't have to be a recovering alcoholic to, um, to, to kind of have that understanding of your own sinfulness. So often we walk through this world with a feeling of our own self-righteousness. Uh, I was at this um, retreat for priests. It actually wasn't a retreat. It was like a workshop. In the last of the retreat, this uh, priest, very holy man, he got up and he, he, was, he said, I'm very edified by you experiencing talking about all your parishes and the confessions you all hear, hearing hours of confessions on Mercy Sunday. And he said, you know, at my parish that I've just been assigned to, I must say, I heard confessions on Mercy Sunday for about five minutes because I live in the Valley of the Righteous. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, and and this culture is like that. You know, we we just, we, we just love seeing our own righteousness and we just, because if I see that my sinfulness, somehow I'm going to lose my self-esteem and I'm going to be yeah. miserable. Yep. And, um, you know, the SS, you know, the Nazi SS had huge self-esteem. Mm. Our goal isn't self-esteem. Our goal is to know that we are sinners who are loved and forgiven by a merciful God, mm-hmm. you know. And so that, that's what we're trying to understand. Yeah. And so when we think of our own sinfulness, sometimes we get down on ourselves. But the, the goal when we think of our own sinfulness is to think of our sinfulness in the light of God's mercy. Mm-hmm. And the more we can come to grips with our own sinfulness in the, in the light of God's mercy, the easier it'll be for us to forgive other people. Yeah, yeah. He who exalts himself will be humbled and who humbles himself will be exalted. Right? So. Yeah, that's it exactly, Patrick. That's yeah. it exactly. Yeah. So that's the, and that's why forgiveness is a is a great path to holiness. 
Yeah, yeah, it is indeed. Again, our, we're talking about forgiveness here on The Inner Life today with Father Eric Nielsen, who's our spiritual director. Maybe you have a question. Maybe you're in a situation right now where you're finding it really hard, really difficult to offer forgiveness to another person who has wronged you. Give us a call. Let us know what's going on. You don't have to give the details of the situation. Just uh, let us let us uh, hear it, and uh, maybe there's some great responses that our spiritual director can give for you today. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Father, you mentioned our culture and our society and kind of some of the, some of the things that go on in people's minds and thoughts these days, and that's one of the things I really wanted to get into that it seems to me as I'm reflecting on this that we are in a, a culture and a society where it seems really tough. It seems really tough. It does not foster an attitude of forgiveness. I mean, my experience um, has been I've, I've looked out and see people who are even just slightly wronged, like the like the man in the parable that Jesus told, right? Um, and and it seems like they would much rather hold a grudge, uh, gossip. Uh, they would like to talk with others about it. And I'm not saying that I'm I'm not uh, completely scot-free here either, but uh, but that just seems to be especially poignant in our society today. Well, you know, as we decay into a more primitive society, which is exactly what's happening here, you know, we're moving into a much more de- um, primitive type of a culture. Mm-hmm. And it can get to the point where actually to forgive somebody is it becomes a sign of weakness. Like if somebody hurts me, I'm almost morally obligated to hurt them back in order to um, in order to uphold and protect the dignity that I have within the social community. You know, that's the way gangs operate. Um, you know, this, I, I've been di- dissed by this person. I've been dishonored. So, uh, you know, I'm obligated uh, to, to my family and to my tribe and my gang that I would, you know, do something in return. And you know, that's, this is just a very, you know, primitive type of uh, cultural situation. I think we're kind of moving into that where, um, you know, forgiveness, again, is, to repeat myself, is a scene, seen as a moral weakness. Um, and so I think uh, that's kind of, and, and, and if we can't fight back, one of the ways we fight back against somebody that hurt us is through slandering their name and, you know, bringing it up and getting other people to dislike that person, right. person as well. So, you know, that's where we're headed to, you know, as, as, as a culture. And of course we've totally, um, let go of the idea that I can be a sinner because again, we don't think of sin. We don't think of my own personal faults against God. And so when this person hurt me, I miss, well, I'm totally justified in my wrath against them. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Good point, Father. So lots of good points coming all the way already here on The Inner Life from our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen. Good tips on becoming a more forgiving person. But we've got more of the show to come. If you have a question about forgiveness, if you have a story of forgiveness, either forgiveness that you've received from another person, forgiveness that you have offered to another person, give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Still a few lines open, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to have a lot more of the show coming up right after this short break, so stay with us. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com slash quest. 
Welcome back to the Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. Whether you're listening on Relevant Radio, on RelevantRadio.com or Relevant Radio app, please do consider giving us a call, joining the conversation. Our phone number here is 888-914-9149 as we're talking about forgiveness with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen, who is the administrator of the four parishes of Janesville, Wisconsin, in the Diocese of Madison. Let's go to the phones. Brandy is calling in from Fallon, Nevada. Brandy, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Um, shall I just get right to it? Sure, please. <laughs> um, my son was killed by a distracted driver, um, and my husband was with them. They were on their motorcycle, and my husband worked on him for about 20 minutes before he they pulled him off of him. Anyway, everybody was really mad at this lady, all my kids, my husband, and I just didn't have room for that anger in my heart. I was just falling apart, as you might imagine. And I just told them, I said, you know, if that's been one of my biggest fears to kill somebody, just a, a child or anybody in a crosswalk. I said, you know, I have to forgive her because I know she's not going to be able to forgive herself very well, you know. Mm-hmm. For, wow. Anyway, so... My family, it took them a while, and then they started kind of seeing that the anger of unforgiveness was not doing them well. And they've all come around, even my husband, who um, that lady actually apologized to his face at the court trial. I didn't go. And he came home and told me that. He goes, can you believe she said that? So anyway, that's my story, and it's very important, and we want to be healthy people, healthy Christians. Yeah, Brandy, that's beautiful. How? Uh, what was your faith like prior to your losing your son? Um, I was not attending church because my husband was um, a Protestant, and I and he wouldn't go to the Catholic Church with me. But then, beautifully, um, after the accident, I got up in the morning and I said, "I have to go to church because I can't do this." And he said, I'm going with you. And then when we got there, um, he just fell on his knees and started bawling. And I couldn't figure out why. And he said, because the cross, Jesus' arms were um, holding, and it was in a hug. And he was holding Drew, and I knew that he was okay. And then it took about three months. I thought, well, that's interesting. And then one day night, we just got to church, and he was bumping me. And he said, do they have a machine that changes the arms on the on Jesus? Because his arms are open now. <laughs> it was wow. a little miracle. Wow, that's a beautiful... Yeah, and he's that's, a Catholic. That's even, oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful story, Brandy. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, that just shows you that our Lord Jesus wants to give us the grace to forgive. And I loved what you said about, I had no room in my heart for that anger. And that's, it's kind of like if you have a really good um, yard with really strong grass, there's no room for weeds to grow. And if your heart's in love with God and love with other people, you know, there's no room for unforgiveness. You know, just there's no place for it to take seed and to grow. And um, so anyway, that's a great, you, you can see. Your son's death is as tragic as it is, you know, brought your husband to the faith. 
So that's one. The other thing, too, that can help us to forgive is to realize that um, God does bring great things out of the tragedies in our life. And even though God might not have directly willed the tragedy, you know, there's no way God wanted that woman to, um, you know, to um, plow into your your husband and your son while they're on their motorcycle. But God allowed it to happen because he knew he could bring a greater good out of it. And when we, when we get to heaven, you know, we'll see, um, we'll see all the good that came out because of the tragedies that happened in our life. Brandy, thank you so much for the call and sharing that very powerful story. Be assured of all of our prayers here at Relevant Radio World who are praying for you, for the repose of their soul, of your son, and for your continued growth in in holiness along with your father there. Thank you. Thank you, Brandy, for calling in. Uh, wow, what a powerful story. Forgiveness is possible. That's what we're talking about here on the show today. Brandy's a great example of that, um, as is our Lord, as is uh, St. John Paul II, other people that we've mentioned um, and forgiving those who have wronged us in whatever way. But maybe you're in a place where it's really hard right now. Give us a call. Ask the question, 888-914-9149. Let's take a call from Susan calling in from San Diego. Susan, good morning. Thanks for calling in. Oh, hi. Um, <clears throat> wow, her, uh, I was crying over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After it, yeah, that was a, that was a crazy story, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so now mine seems kind of like... You know, pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my problem sure, sure is that <laughs> how do you know? I keep thinking I've forgiven my husband and this lady, okay? But and then I go, yes, yes, and and but then some will pop up. You know what I mean? And then it's like, oh no, yeah. And then I feel like I'm not doing enough, and I get down on myself. Like, you know, I'm supposed to forgive them. You know what I mean? But it's just. It doesn't. It's it's been seven years since he moved out, and it's like. Um, I mean, it oh, what happened? Did, anything, did your but... did your husband did your husband run away with your housekeeper, or what was the? No, no, but that happened to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I had a baby with her, you know. Things happen, oh. you know, and 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 I try to tell her you need to let it go, you know. But then I find myself not letting it go. Mine just had a friend who like became in like a intimate friend, but not like, not like sexual, like he just wants her to be his best, best friend. But now they travel together and I'm going, well, you know, but, and then I still see him. I just saw him yesterday. He was helping me park the boat and everything. It's like, you know, it's this weird thing where he just has that, I will not serve kind of, he's not really, he's Catholic, but he went away, you know, Hmm. from everything. Um, Anyway. Yeah. I think Susan, yeah. Yeah, I think, the, you know, the, the root of forgiveness is to will good for the other person. So we got to really talk about, you know, what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is to will that person's good, to desire them to be in heaven and not to will them harm. And so that's what forgiveness is. Now, emotionally, you know, our emotions don't always follow where our intellect and will, will go. You know, it's our intellect and will that makes us human. Our emotions are what we have if you will, in um, common with animals. And so, I mean, if you take away, you know, a dog's steak, he's going to be mad at you, right? He emotionally gets angry. And, you know, if somebody took away something that was good for you to see, you know, and to see that person again and to see them with something that you wanted or is 
or if they took something that really rightfully belongs to you and they still have it, well, it's going to be very difficult just to kind of say, well, whatever, right? Um, in fact, it might not even be healthy because in order to truly forgive, you have to come to grips with how this person really hurt you and what they really did wrong. And sometimes forgiveness can kind of take a kind of a misguided step of just, well, you know, let's just forget about it, and, you know, move on, which is a type of forgiveness, but it's not really the depth of forgiveness, which is to really, yeah, this really happened and this was really evil and it shouldn't have happened. And, um, you know, but I'm going to forgive you anyway. And so I think for you, Susan, what I would do if I were you is first of all, just don't get down on yourself. You've probably done pretty good at, you know, willing these people's good. And, um, but you, what you want to do is to, um, use this as an opportunity to say, okay, I just have to bring my heart a lot closer to our Lord. Um, and every time you get that little reminder, you know, that tinge of, you know, hurt and that tinge of sorrow, and, and maybe even you're even tempted to, for your anger to rise up again. Um, and say, okay, Lord, you know, I need your grace to, to really purify my heart for this. Uh, to know that my reward in heaven will be great, that, that you are just, and no one really gets away with anything on this earth. You know, we all have to pay for our sins one way or another. And, uh, and you know, and it's a process to, 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 to get to that point. So I don't know your prayer life very well. Obviously, Susan, you haven't talked about it at all. But uh, if, if I were you, I would... You know, I, I recommend this to everybody to uh, just really meditate on the Lord on the cross for five minutes a day, especially meditate on his, his most sacred heart and just ask for that grace to forgive everybody from your heart. And um, I, I don't think the pain will ever go away from something like that. You know, when it's when you're reminded of it, you know, when you see it, but um, the anger and the bitterness will definitely, you know, go away over time. Well, it's a good it's a good question, Susan. I mean, certainly, like you said before, Father, if it's our intellect and our will that's involved in really genuinely offering forgiveness, and the emotions can go one way or the other, or you know, a third way or a fourth way or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's interesting though that that when they do come back, like Susan was saying, when uh, bad feelings come back, you know, whether that's anger or frustration or uh, kind of a motivation to revenge and that sort of thing, is it? Do we need to keep practicing forgiveness in those moments, Father, or can we can we be rest assured that if we have intellectually and willfully, uh, if we have forgiven another person, then it's a it's a done deal? Well, it depends on the psychology of the person too. You know, I think um, some people, um, particularly women, but men too, at times, just you know, have a real uh, emotional response to things, and and suddenly that can just be come flashing right back into a person's heart, you know, like, sure. you know, because all our emotions can be tied to, to colors, can be tied to, you know, smells and things like that. And so sometimes people have said, you know, to forgive seven times, 70 times is I, okay, every time I recall this to mind, I have to forgive this. The mm-hmm. other thing too, is sometimes things are ongoing, you know, it's, 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 uh, it wasn't a one and done deal, you know, it's, yeah, this is an point. ongoing problem. I'm married, I'm married to a man that does this one particular thing, or I'm married to this woman who she's just always like this and it's not just, and it's not going to go away. Right. And so I don't think, um, it's ever a one and done type deal. I think we're always, you know, deepening our forgiveness. Now, obviously for a lot of things we forgive and then, you know, they go out of our mind, they're gone. 
Yeah. And um, with, uh, you know, with Brandy, it almost seems like, you know, she's, she's let go of it completely. And that can happen. And that's, that's and, and just to back up on that, that's more than just a natural phenomenon. That's a grace given to a person from God. And that's why we want to ask for that grace from our Lord Jesus, you know. And so the more we have that grace, the easier it will be to forgive and maybe, you know, never even to feel that resentment at all. And I think we can get there. Uh, I, I really do. Through God's grace, we can get to that point where, you know, we just don't really feel any any anger or resentment, in which case, um, yeah, it, it's done. It's over with. Yeah. That's our prayer for you, too, Susan. So thank you for calling in. Uh, good question. And hopefully there will be some some good resolution to that as well. We're talking about forgiveness today on The Inner Life with our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen. Father Eric's been giving us tips and leading us through how to become a more forgiving person. If you are a forgiving person, if you have offered forgiveness or perhaps you've received forgiveness from someone else that has made a ton of difference in your spiritual life, give us a call. Tell us the story, 888 Joe is up next, calling in from New York. Joe, thanks for holding, and thanks for calling into the show. Hey, how are you? Doing well, thanks. Joe, we're doing we're doing great. Good, very, very, uh, very touching story there. Uh, you guys have just played. I appreciate the uh, show, the uh, program you guys have. Um, my my comment, my question is: um, I've been with my wife quite a long time, uh, about twenty five years now, and. Um, she uh, recently, a couple years back, uh, she was unfaithful, and it was very, 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 very profound. I mean, she went all the way, and, and uh, very, it was very hurtful how it went, and it um, involved practically family. Um, I have several kids with her, so walking away is extremely difficult because I can't put a void in those kids' lives. Um, my yeah. kids are extremely important to me. So because of that, if I walk away, then it's about me. It's about the ego, right? And then we all know the ego is an acronym for edging God out. So my question is, how do you tell me, how do I deal with that? How do I deal with that at home? It's hard. Yeah, that's Joe. Joe, really difficult. congratulations for, able for coming to that conclusion. Yeah. Yes, sir. Joe, right? that's awesome. Deal with that. Yeah. Joe, first of all, congratulations for coming to that conclusion. I mean, the thing you have to do is you realize my goal in life is, first of all, I made a commitment to love my wife and I got a commitment to these kids and walking away from this, from their mom is not going to help either one of them. And so I've got to, um, I've got to stay put and I got to keep this commitment as much as it hurts, as difficult as it is, um, as much as it's not the way I wanted my life to go, um, it's not about me and it's about my kids and it's about the commitments I made and in making it about the commitments I made and making it about others, it, it is about me because, because this will make me more, a more noble person, a more just person. It'll require me to become a holier person and it'll bring me a greater reward in heaven because I'll be doing something, um, that is heroic. And um, God blesses his heroes. And so rather than just having a nice, easy, comfortable life and having a pina colada in the backyard with your, uh, you know, holding your hands with your wife and watching your kids play, it's not going to be quite like that. And so just, you know, you want to really approach this with a fighting spirit that this is going to make you a better man. And, uh, and so you don't get bitter and angry about it. 
because the, the devil wants to make you bitter and angry and he wants to make you feel sorry for yourself. And, you know, woe is me. And he, he wants you to just look at other couples and say, you know, why can't my marriage be like that? And so the first thing to do is just don't compare your situation to anybody else's. Um, there are a lot of guys out there with better situations, but there's a lot of guys out there with worse situations. And God is giving you a particular grace to deal with this situation and to, in a certain sense to find joy and happiness in it. So, so you got to have the right attitude because if you don't have the right attitude, if you don't frame it in the, in the right perspective, it'll be difficult. So that's the perspective. This is a situation I have in life. God has given me the grace to deal with this. And if I use God's grace and ask for it, you know, I can do this and have a very fruitful, meaningful life and I'll have a great reward in heaven. And, and this will be best for my kids. Um, so the question then is how to love your wife. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into this, you know, is it, is it ongoing or is it a one and done deal? And, you know, we don't have to get into that, you know, right now, but you're going to have to maybe talk to a spiritual director, you know, in person and say, okay, I have to love my wife, which means I got to hold her accountable. Um, you know, I'm just, I just can't ignore what's happened. But holding her accountable also means taking into account her own psychology, her own difficulties, her own wounds. You know, you know. A, 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 in other words, a child that's really strong that should know better, you can discipline a lot severely for his good than a child that's weaker and doesn't know as, as much, right? And so, you know, but you do have to hold her accountable in some way. But your forgiveness for her has to be, if she's able to, you know, live you know, as a faithful spouse and as a faithful mother, you know, your forgiveness for her, you know, you want, wants to be total. But then again, if she can't, you know, if there's things she just is simply, then your forgiveness, you know, even though it's a complete forgiveness, it's like, okay, I forgive you, but, you know, we're, we're just not going to have a completely open marital relationship anymore because I, I can't have that type of relationship with somebody who's not capable of fulfilling their end of the bargain. And so our relationship is going to have you know, some boundaries to it. And it's going to have some expectations that normally don't exist. And, you know, that can be fine too. I mean, I, what I mean by fine is that can work. Um, it's not ideal, but we don't live in an ideal world. Um, you know, just as one example, there's, you know, there's plenty of women who has had, you know, married to powerful men and she, they knew their, their men were flanders. But for the sake of the kids, you know, they sucked it up, looked the other way, and, you know, he, he kept it on the down low. Maybe, you know, she said, all right, you know, the marital bed is off, off limits to you until you clean yourself up. But in the meantime, you know, if you're good to the kids and, you know, these, these things are, are followed, you know, we, we can make this work for their sake. So um, anyway, that's, that's what I have for you, Joe. Yeah. But I commend you for your, for your initial decision here. Absolutely. And Joe, I just feel compelled to say, you got this, brother. Hang in there. <laughs> Keep relying on the help of God, right? On the grace of God in these types of situations. Uh, and just as Father just said, um, yeah, be a hero. Be a hero. Show heroic virtue in this way. And follow through with that forgiveness. Rely on your grace of God when the feelings come up. And uh, we're praying for you, Joe. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. We're talking about forgiveness here on the show today. And as we, our callers are showing us, as you yourself likely know, it is not always easy. In fact, it's rarely easy to forgive another, yet it is so critical, so crucial, so such an important and central part of our living out of the Christian call. 
So if you have questions about how to forgive in specific situations like Joe just did, give us a call. Ask the question, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Our email address is life at relevantradio.com. Got to take another short break, but we'll be back with more right after this. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com slash quest. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. Again, my name is Patrick Conley. Grateful to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and Thomas Angus are taking your phone calls. And to our spiritual director, Father Eric Nielsen, the administrator of the four parishes of Janesville, Wisconsin, in the Diocese of Madison. We're talking today about forgiveness. Heard some great stories and had some great questions already about people offering forgiveness or how to offer forgiveness in specific situations. If you have a question or a story to share, 888 is our number. Um, Father, maybe before we get back to the phones, and we will do that brief or shortly here, but um, what about uh, if we find ourselves, because we were talking early in the show about the connection between receiving and understanding the depth of our own sin and receiving the great mercy of God in that and recognizing how great God's mercy actually is in his forgiving of our sin uh, in order to forgive others. But uh, what if we have a problem uh, accepting God's forgiveness. Maybe we think that we have gone so far off the rails that God is just, there's no way he could forgive us. Yeah, and so that's the devil pushes us in one of two directions, either to think we're fine, at, you know, which is great, which is, I'm great, which is presumption, or there's no way God can forgive us, which is despair. Both of those are based on pride. You know, to think that you're fine is obviously prideful. To think that your sins are somehow greater than God's mercy is unbelievably prideful because, um, I mean, God's mercy is infinite and your sins are, are definitely small, puny little things compared to God's mercy. The only thing infinite about your sins is that you've offended an infinite God. Um, and so I would just pick up, um, sister Faustina's, um, diary and read that, which is just a total, total exposition on the depths of God's mercy. And um, just read the stories that come up in her in her life to realize that the only obstacle that you have between um, you and God's forgiveness is you asking for it. And I think people who have feel that God can't forgive them have a secret desire to hold on to their sins. And so what you might want to do if you really think I can't forgive you is to say, okay, Lord, help me to want to let go of my sinfulness. Because our sins make us comfortable. We, we, you know, we feel they're part of who we are. You know, we, we fall into that trap. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is, this is a part of my identity. Yeah. And it's not. Your identity is a child of God. And, and, but, you know, some people just, and so that, that would be my my advice. Okay. Very good, Father. Thank you for that. Let's go back to the phones now. Mary is calling in from Iowa. Mary, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Good day. Um, I'm trying to make this brief. So my question is, as a a parent of adult children, uh, two of my three children have had some kind of a falling out, and I'm not going to get into details, but what is the best way I can facilitate uh, the steps to have them 
forgive, you know, accept blame on either party's behalf and reconcile because it's very hard on our family with two of the three not getting along and they're all married and everything. And it's just uh, a very stressful thing. I obviously pray daily, offer communion and rosary and everything. But is there anything else I can do as a mom who this is really hard on? Yeah, I, now you know what, how, how, how our Lord feels, right? In heaven. Yeah. You know, with, with all of his people, you know, fighting against each other, right? And um, so, I mean, in, in a trite way, I can say it, the best thing for you to do, Mary, is just to die and be a saint and go to heaven and watch them reconcile at your funeral, because that does happen a lot. So your prayers and your growth and holiness is, will, be, will be the best thing for their reconciliation. So you just continue to deepen your prayer life, you know, go to daily mass. Uh, you know, I'd read your, I'd read scripture every day. I would say at least a rosary every day. If I were you, um, offer up a little mortification, you know, just because you're a little older doesn't mean you can't, you know, fast a little bit or give up your coffee on some days. And, and, you know, the pains that you have when you get up in the morning, you know, offer those up for the reconciliation of your, of your children. And, um, you know, obviously without knowing the situation, every situation is so different. I wouldn't hold out. I mean, hold out hope that they'll reconcile soon. But if you just, if you focus on that too much, you'll, you'll just get frustrated and angry when it doesn't happen. So don't let your happiness, um, depend on the reconciliation of your children. You know, don't get too emotionally wound up in it. I mean, it's going to make you sad and it should make you sad. And there's a sadness there, but you know, that's a part of life, right? That life isn't the way we want it to be. And so, you know, offer that sadness up to our Lord when it gets a little bit overpowering you know, and just offer it up to our Lord without, you know, feeling sorry for yourself. But with your children directly, um, you have to try to get each of them to see the good in the other person and to see the m- motives of the other person to try to do good. And so when you're, when you're angry at somebody in the family, all you can see is their bad side and the evil that they do. And so, and the other card you can play is, you know, depending on the depth of your relationship with each of them, just to explain to them, look, your inability to forgive your brother really hurts me. You know, it hurts me and it, it puts a distance between me and you even. And it, 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 it's not good for you and it's not good for the family. Mm. And so I don't know if you have that ability to point it out to him or not, but I'll tell you a funny story. My little brother was living with me once and I got so mad at him. He was, he, he's a lot younger than I was and he was not doing too well. So he moved in with me in my, in my house. And I just, I got so mad at him. I was going to take him out of the woods and just beat him up. And I thought, well, that's not going to look good in the papers. Priest beats up younger brother, right? <laughs> Probably not. And um, I, no, and I thought to myself, you know, this, this is going through my head at the time. Well, I know powerful people in the city. I, I, I can, I, I, I can, I can over, I can overcome that. But then I thought to myself, you know, I love a woman very much who loves this boy, and if she knew I was beating him up, it would hurt her very much. And and that's what stopped me because <laughs> nice. we both have the same mom. Right. right. And I didn't yeah. want my mom to. And so anyway, what I'm saying, Mary, is just the depth of your relationship with each one of them. And the fact that you have a loving relationship with each one of them, I think in the end will do more to heal that relationship than anything. Hmm. So, you know, 
that that's my advice for you. Yeah. Thank you, Mary, for the call. Our prayers are with you as well. And some great stories about forgiveness has been, have been coming our way. Um, let's. I just want to squeeze in one more story. I think Gary has a story from Plano, Texas. He's calling in. Gary, we only got about a minute remaining, but uh, if you can summarize your story quickly, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, my uh, my father was a grocerman out in a little town in West Texas, and uh, he's about ninety years old. Got a knock on the door, and he's very friendly. Gentleman sitting there said, "Can I come in and talk to you?" So he invited him in. They sat down at the kitchen table, and this gentleman said. Uh, you don't remember me, but when I was 19 years old, I broke into your grocery store. The police arrested me, and I went to jail. <clears throat> At my trial, I was convicted, and the judge said, uh, Mr. Page, what do you think we should do with this boy? And my dad's response was, I, uh, I think he's paid enough price. I don't think we should do anything else. And so uh, this man pulls out pictures of his family, and he said, I just want you to know, I never committed any kind of act like that again. I went on to live a good life and have a wonderful family, and my children are successful in their, uh, their careers, and it's because you gave me a chance. Wow, and, uh, that's a beautiful story, Gary. A, forgiveness can really change lives. Uh, I was always touched by that story. It's a great story. It's a beautiful story. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of stories like that out there in the world of people that uh, just one little story that I... Anyway, thank you very much, Gary, for calling up and giving in this story. I remember a story I once heard of a woman who was camping and her daughter was... A guy came, you know, and cut open the back of the tent and stole their daughter in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh. And she was on the radio and on a program. And she said, you know, I, for, I forgave the person that did that. I just would like to know where my daughter's body was. And the man who did that had heard was listening to the radio. And when he heard that she had forgiven him, he turned himself in wow. and uh, brought the authorities where he buried the body. And so this, you know, forgiveness is a powerful, powerful thing powerful thing. May we have the grace to do it. Father, we're going to need a lot of God's help uh, to be that kind of, to get to that level of forgiveness. So if we may have a blessing from you, please. In your name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that we spent today on speaking about your son's um, desire that we have a forgiving heart. We ask in your grace that you'd pour your Holy Spirit into our hearts, that despite whatever injury we've undergone, that we may always respond with forgiveness. Yes, us through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. If you missed any part of this great and powerful show today, remember relevantradio.com slash inner life. Listen again and share it with others. Tomorrow, secrets to a great marriage. So hope you can join us for that. Until then, grace and peace.